0: what's going on good people what's up you have tuned into another episode of youth development what's working and what's not i am jackie tyra how are you ma'am
1: I am good, Jackie. I am good. It is a beautiful day in the city. <laughs> How was your day? It was interesting. Um, got some really great news, and just I don't know, just exciting day awesome. overall. How was your day?
0: Uh, my day was uh, pretty dope too. I got to uh, uh, present in a in a parent uh, leadership conference for yes. Uh, I uh, saw Nicholson. that. <laughs> yeah, Nicholson STEM Academy. Uh, a shout out to uh, Joseph Williams and uh, Miss Denise Dyer for inviting me. Man, I mean, it was <laughs> it was very interesting in that the conversation. So the um, I presented basically on the fundamentals or the importance of communication, right? And you know we, we took that to many different ways. And, uh, we talked about like the importance of communication between youth and adults. Um, I showed them, um, our film. So if anybody doesn't know, uh, yeah. So I did a film like, like three years ago now, uh, it's called listen to me, uh, where we got some youth together to get their perspective on, uh, their communities and how they feel, their communities affect their future and all the different other things and so uh it's been uh seen pretty frequently across the city of chicago and so i got a chance to uh show it to the parents tonight and it seems like every time i show it you know a different dialogue emerges from it Mm -hmm. which is great Mm -hmm. which is really really great so so okay wait sorry jackie
1: can we put a pause there what's that (laughs) the every time you show it there's a different type of dialogue that emerges yes ma'am one says to me um that it is still you, you mentioned doing it three years ago one yes. it's very much still relevant yeah but then also that the conversations are not being had in mm. the way that you are able to deliver them and facilitate them so just kudos goes there
0: yeah I mean you know what that's that, that is a pretty um interesting perspective in terms of again like like I said every time I show it it tends to um, um, uh, reveal more and more to adults mm-hmm. um you know the importance of youth voice you know cool well, let me ask you this I had, let, let me back up let me tell you what happened <laughs> to me today. let me tell you about the foolishness that happened to me today so, okay um I was at work. Um, I didn't get off work until, of course, I have a full time job or whatever. Uh, but um, so I OK, so my job, I do like um, accounting uh, full time, like the receivables, all the different stuff, record money, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it's, um, uh, for us, it's our year in, so fiscal year in, so, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, reconcile everything, break everything mm-hmm. down, close it, blah, 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 just that and the third. And so, um, um, I have an integral part in making sure that you know all the money is recorded, you know properly, whatever this net, and my part gets passed on to like uh, the upper level accountants and you know up the chain of command or whatever before stuff gets actually closed or whatever. And so if something is like not balanced or doesn't work or what have you, you know they'll kick it back to me and say, Hey Jackie, can you look at this or whatever this that and the third? Okay, cool. So that's usually, you know, uh, um, what happens. And so um, yesterday, you know, that happened. One of the staff accountants uh, came back to me and said, hey, Jackie, can you look at this for me or whatever? So I'm like, okay, cool. So come to find out that uh, and they were trying to close everything down. Um, not that particular day, not yesterday, but they wanted it done like this week. So, come to find out that one of the things that they were looking at, I had nothing to do with. <laughs> right? I had nothing to do with. So, so because those that were in management were trying to get this done like fast, 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 or whatever, you know, the fact that they had to um, do a little bit more research and find out why this particular um, account um, was not in in balance. You know, they had to go, basically had to go and find um, another way because I didn't do it, basically. But um, I said all that to say that I got an email. Okay. I got an email from uh, my supervisor saying, oh, Jackie, I, um, I can't believe you. I'm so disappointed in you. Oh, this, this, no. This, 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 that. And the third, right? And oh, so, no. And so I'm reading, <laughs> and so, you know, I'm reading the email because right? we were trying to do this, this, that, or whatever, and I'm just trying to figure out there's something wrong with Jackie. This is that, or whatever. So I'm reading the email, and I'm gonna get to my point in a minute, all this just, just go, go all with of that me sounds all travel that with right me now. here, right? <laughs> so I'm reading the email, right? So, um, before I allow myself to because I, I was almost at that level of irritation, right? <laughs> so I said, you know what let me let me pick up the phone and call because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you can misinterpret a text or misinterpret an email or whatever else i'll say okay, before i get this twisted let me call and so i did that and so you know her and i you know we talked about it or whatever it's that and and i let her know that the reason why it was kicked back had something to do with another department and not me Oh, okay, Jackie and this and this and that. so so go and it's always the going forward um so what what we can do going forward is that you know, we will let the other departments know that when we're trying to do this, this, that, and the other, you know, to let us know if they're making adjustments, blah, 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 whatever. Now mind you, No apology, no, no, (laughs) no anything, nothing like that. But I said all that to say, and this is my question um, that I'm going to post to you, Tyra. Okay, so those that are in um, authority, right? So we're going to take it to, uh, we're going to bring it down to um, not just um, um, corporate or jobs with you being a parent for an example you're in a level of authority right mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay you 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 are in um you're you're in an authoritative position right so right. with you being in that authoritative position you have the power to uh, uh disseminate critique right without expecting it to come back to you right right so even though um uh your daughter she's she's only six but at the same time so let's say if she was um a teenager for those that are parents out there you know tell you know let us know if you ever had this um, um experience experience too whatever you know you you we try to teach our children you know and 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 try to point them in the right direction and it sounds sometimes it could come out as it being a constant critique, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. you need to straighten up here, do this, do that, you know, for you, for in order for you to be successful, do this, this, that, da, 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 and da, da, okay. And so sometimes that critique can be negative, and sometimes we could, you know, try to spin it so that is positive and all this different stuff. But at the end of the day, you are in a position to hand out judgments, if you will. Mm -hmm. and not expect that critique back because God forbid if you let's say if your daughter was 15 or whatever and she just you know not gave you the same energy but just be like you know mama sometimes you really just don't listen (laughs) or mama sometimes you really do jump to conclusions Mm -hmm. I'm trying to express to you or whatever of course not we're not talking about anything disrespectful or anything like that but um, can people that are in a level of authority um, you, you, you sit in a seat of critique so why is it that you don't essentially expect that same energy back
1: who Jackie <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> because I could not I was, I'm not in a position to give management back the same energy because I would be risking
1: my job exactly mm-hmm. so a couple things um, are floating, you know, in terms of responses in my head. Mm-hmm. And whereas you're saying, like, God forbid, she's 15, 16. The age I always call it is 16, right? Because she's six. And so in my mind, it's 10 years. 10 years <laughs> later, this is what I'm going to be dealing with, right? Right. But to be quite honest, and I, I, even though in that uh, age bracket, right, as as a potential, this is the the age that will give you that kind of energy back. I literally had, you know, a conversation with uh, a come to Jesus moment, if you will, <laughs> the other day uh, and realized, oh, I'm going to really be going through it um, in a way that my parents didn't. Uh, in a, well, I'll say my mom didn't. My grandmother did not. Um, some of my elders just did not because of the way that I ch- am choosing to raise her. Right. Um, mm-hmm. When she becomes that age. Literally the other day, like we were doing something and I was giving her instruction and I realized, oh my God, when she gets 16, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's not to say, you know, that she doesn't, that she lacks discipline. I don't want, you know, parents to misconstrue that, but I am making the conscious decision that there are instances where if it's not hurting her, if she's not in immediate danger, if, you know, there's not something that is, a you know, something that would call, you know, one, uh, our, not just our, but our um, livelihood to be at stake, right? The mm-hmm. best example mm-hmm. I could give is being under the same roof, trying to do the job that I do <laughs> with mm-hmm. her while she's either a in school and in class or b you know just trying to entertain herself Mm -hmm. (laughs) while i'm at work Mm -hmm. albeit at work home working from home and you know doing this whole virtual thing so that whole mixing of uh one where we are just right now where everybody is in life right now as well as how I chose to even before um the pandemic right even before COVID how I consciously made a decision I want her to be able to express herself right Mm -hmm. um so why I guess to part partly answer your question Uh, should a person who is in a position of authority be expecting critique back, even in a respectful way, right? But I would Uh also push, you know, the challenge. Sometimes you're going to get energy that you did not expect or that you did not give out as a parent. And being able to, you know, still maintain, one, uh, a... I'm sorry let me say this a different way being able to model behavior right Mm -hmm. being able to model quality behavior right empathetic Mm -hmm. behavior um is something that I have had to learn working with teenagers but also relearn right (laughs) working Mm -hmm. uh with uh you know that preschool uh pre-K kindergarten age group now manifested in my daughter. That's something that I was well out of practice for. Um when I had or when she got to that age. Like I've worked with pre K students. I've worked with uh, you know, the whole group. I mean the whole, you know, the whole gambit of students, the whole age all of the age ranges. But when she got to be four or five years old, now she's six on her way to sixty, right? <laughs> um <laughs> I was just very much out of practice and I was used to, you know, one the language barriers that I would meet, you know, with teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz sometimes they don't have the exact language to be able to say, well, you know what you really like that and here's why. Mm-hmm. They turn up in a different way, right? Yeah. Um it's the same thing for for the 6-year-old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> for the six-year-old and again part of that is one just her natural inclination the the personality right her DNA but then two also me recognizing you know you caused this you said you wanted a young person that was th- free thinking you said you wanted to develop, develop a child that you know uh, knew how to express themselves right that knew how to use language um, in a way that was effective so there are definitely days where I'm trying to model behavior and I say to her, well, you cut me off mid-sentence. And mm-hmm. then when I do that to her, she's do- she's giving me that same energy, right? Wow. Um, at six years old. <laughs> or she's saying, you know, after we've had the correction, well, mommy, you know what you did hurt my feelings and me mm-hmm. having to say, okay, yes, it hurt your feelings, but these are the reasons why I had to, you know, address you in that way. Because uh, uh, despite what people think, right? You're six, but yes, you still have to learn what respect looks like,
0: right?
1: You know, and um, I think um, who was it? We had the Facebook Live event um with Justin and mm-hmm. um with Justin and Mr. and Mrs. uh Twist, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Twist, and you know the that whole conversation about wanting our young people wanting our children wanting our teenagers to understand what respect looks like before they go out and pull some mess with other people everybody don't get that (laughs) not everybody gets that and sometimes it comes across like in a in very simple ways right oh you cut you cut in front of somebody in the grocery store line right well what Mm -hmm. what you think you're doing first of all but then crossing you know in the way the very um the very explicit way that you can outline for us with your, with your supervisor. And it's like, Mm -hmm. first of all, I'm a human being first and foremost. Um, and I know we've talked about this too, kind of offline, just us being able as Christians, right. to again, model behavior. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because all throughout, uh, you know, this week at work, I've been having, uh, you know, situations where I could say something to upper level management, right, about mm-hmm. the way they come across. And me trying to convey that in a way that, one, like you said, doesn't cost me my job. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because, again, we have to sustain this life that I've made for this six-year-old. <laughs> right. Why exactly. she's in my pockets, right? but then too also uh, just being just being able to lay my head down at night and knowing that um you know the no matter what type of energy a person gives me i did my best to be to stay true to who i am right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a a very it's a tightrope that we're constantly mm-hmm. walking so i think you know as a parent there there's it's no different it's really no different Mm -hmm. um but it really just it it boils down on who you want your child to grow up being right and how you want to influence who they become yeah
0: yeah i think that's powerful um because yeah so um the fact that i guess it gives me um um a different lens if you will the fact that i don't have any children i have um for those who don't know i have a Four nieces, a great niece, and a new uh, great nephew, right? And so- Who is um, adorable, both of Oh my of God, them. He, is, oh, <laughs> he is the greatest thing ever in life. I finally got a chance to meet him in person um, at my niece's graduation uh, last week. Oh my God, he is the fattest thing ever in life. And he is he is just gorgeous. So <laughs> um, yeah, that's like, that's, that, that's auntie's handsome right there. But, you know- um, I think that because I, that I don't have any children, I guess it kind of like gives me um, a different perspective when I do work with youth, and and you know when I do uh, get an opportunity to um, engage with uh, parents as well, just like I did tonight, um, you know at at the conference, or whatever. It's like sometimes it it, it allows me to um, stand in the middle, if you will, mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and to mediate sometimes because I'm not necessarily. Always on the side of the adult because I am one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, and, and and of course you know, uh, with youth being in the position that they are, so they automatically are are um, expected to give respect they are expected to give reverence you know what I'm saying because because of who they are and rightfully so right but at the same time I wonder does that then give adults the right and I'm going to use that phrase just like that the right to say what they want to um, to basically um, not mess not treat them like you know any type of way of course you know like not like anything or whatever you know what i'm saying but it's like you know even if we do it with the best intentions or whatever i wonder do we as adults think that we can disrespect youth oh yeah do we think that (laughs) we can uh because we are again in that position of authority and that you are looking to someone that you are engaging with someone that is under you if you will um does it matter um in your eyes when you're trying to get your quote point across how you say it
1: so when the way i started to answer your question uh from the youth development lens right Uh The, the first question was just adultism right yes um, but because you kind of put that parent spin on it, I had to come at that question from a different way and it, but it's still very much prevalent in what I was saying. Right. Mm. Of course, <laughs> I know, uh, unfortunately not uh, as many, right. But through the years, me actually looking at the way some of my colleagues would address young people and just be appalled. Right. Mm. Um, and there have been I'm not going to say that like I haven't made mistakes. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially being somebody that started in this work uh, when I was very young. Right. So I started in this work when I was very young. um, But then also, you know, having to two things, having to have an understanding and, you know, really build relationship with my youth to make them understand that, I appreciate you, I respect you, but we are not on the same level in that way, even though right. I look like I'm your age, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, walking through the halls of Dunbar and people assuming that I'm a student, even though I was pregnant, like, <laughs> um, okay, you know. Uh, so th- those are just a couple of examples, right? But then the most recent example that I can give is uh, just even within this past week, having a young person, that kind of came at me from left field and me really having to like take my time with how i was going to respond to that right Mm -hmm. because you're i'm in any other respect right i would treat you as a sole proprietor right you're an individual Mm -hmm. um it takes a lot for me to uh you know have to integrate your parents into a conversation when it comes to disrespect Mm. because quite honestly if you sitting up here planning events with me, um, if you are, you know, facilitating meetings, you are leading. Right. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, um, I could give you. And again, this is kind of like in the world of youth employment. Right. I can mm-hmm. give you your warning letter. <laughs> right. Without your parent. Right. I could give you, you know, whatever else type of remediation that needs to happen without having to ever have checked in with your parent right Mm -hmm. because you have put yourself in that position and i have opened up you know these opportunities for you to say hey yes i am a leader and yes i am a young adult and i understand what professionalism looks like right Mm -hmm. that's the mindset that I, i i come at it from the reason that i did involve the parent this week was because of again being able to have that relationship being able to understand the family right Mm. um of this young person and knowing that his parents just don't would not the fact that when she actually you know got in touch with me and was able to talk to me and she was just like I don't know what's wrong with him (laughs) Mm. you know because we're not used to that from this young person and being able to you know uh verbally wrap our arms around this young person without even having him in the space right Mm-hmm. um or without having him over the phone and to be able to say okay well this was the next steps needs to look like versus me just dogging him out to his parent right mm-hmm. um to me that that is the the approach that I feel like I wish a lot of uh other adults would take right mm-hmm. because sometimes it's just a bad day. Right. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, because I'm a feel because I have feelings because I am a human being. Right. Even though I'm 16, 15, 14, that doesn't mean that somebody couldn't have pissed me off right? before they got to you. Right. True. So kind of keeping those things in mind, but then also, you know, being a w- fully aware that. Whatever it is, there has to be, you know, a a two way street of communication. Right. And that's what I'm saying about us wanting to wrap our arms around the the young person, because quite honestly, again, I could have just just as easily said, okay, well, you know what? You take a week a week without pay. Mm. But because I'm still in this mode of developing him as a young person, developing him into adulthood, developing him as a leader and as a facilitator of all of these. Oh, he's capable of my inclination is to actually, okay, have this conversation in a setting where now you, you you have disrespected me and I want you to know that, but Mm -hmm. I want another adult in this space that I know. Right. I know you value their opinion. I know, or at least for this, this family, right? And that's not gonna be the same. Again, it's case by case, that's not gonna be the same scenario It's not gonna play out the same way with another young adult, or another teenager. However, in this case, I know for a fact, you know, what I'm saying to you will will be delivered out of love. And then mm-hmm. it'll also be backed up because the person that I'm saying it to you in front of will be able to say, okay, yeah, you were wrong or will actually check me if they mm-hmm. needed to. You know what I'm saying? And again, do that out of love.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: also, <laughs> you know, when you mentioned um, the email portion, a lot of the conversation has to happen in group text, right? Yes. So because I'm a youth development professional and I know they're in school during the day, but we have to get this information out and I know you were in school, whether you at school in the building or virtually, I still have to respect that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're you know, have this young person is having this uh, experience where they have something that they did not like. And they're trying to communicate that with me. Well, now you've actually communicated that with me. And however, every, however, however, other many. Ooh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you no, get what I'm right. trying to say. You're trying to communicate that to me, right? But also now there's a whole group of other people that have seen you disrespect me, right? Mm. So now you have to reconcile with that um, because that'll be addressed, right? But then also, again, that whole checks and balance type of thing. I'm quite sure the other young person or other young people will be able to say, no, nah, you were wrong. Or, right. you know, again, to that teenager, be able to say, no, you know, you, you shouldn't have came and Miss Tyra that way right um so thinking about it and we not we don't sometimes we don't have the luxury right in the moment to be thinking about okay this is a young person expressing you know the what they're feeling in the best way they can in that moment we might not have the luxury of being able to do that in a community setting all the time right however (laughs) yeah However, if we're going with the mindset that it takes a village, number one, that's the way we should constantly be training ourselves and retraining ourselves to think. But then just kind of keep it in mind that sometimes it does have to be that kind of interpersonal dialogue. And, you know, just we have to get out of this place of the goal. And I shared this with somebody on on Twitter also. Like we have to get out of this mindset of expecting the golden rule from everybody because everybody's golden rule is different. (laughs) <laughs> At this <point. laughs> you know like where, whereas though. you know miss jackie you might you know want people to you know follow up your email with the phone call right uh-huh. or follow up, i'm sorry i said that the, the backwards you might want somebody to follow up your phone call with the an email and a you know a strong list of action items everybody else don't want that <laughs> or right. you know may not want that right um you, whereas we I, i'm under the assumption it gets to the door before me he should still be opening that door for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. everybody else don't think that way um so also you know trying to keep that I try to keep that in the back of my head too and then also just keep in mind that people have well not keep in mind but I try to uh think about the fact that if I'm leading with grace Mm -hmm. as an individual I'm leading way God has called me to, to mm-hmm. behave and that's the way God has called me to act no matter what energy somebody else gives me mm-hmm. um, this situation this uh experience will end up being what it what I needed to be mm-hmm. just because Definitely. I put my best foot forward just because I'm coming out of it with a place you know from a place of love and mm-hmm. that kind of shifts, you know, the negative energy. That's good. That's good. Okay. So okay.
0: How am I gonna ask this question? So is <laughs> that I'm serious. because I, I, I really want to know and 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 I guess God has like really been having me to champion this whole um notion of communication, right? Mm-hmm. Because um I think it is so important. I, I think there there is so much breakthrough that can happen just in a simple conversation. Right. Um, it can uh, alleviate assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can allow, um, um, walls to be broken down. Uh, you know, because, you know, we, we all tend to, um, um, live behind our walls of assumptions. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Without, and depending on, and, and depending on like, um, Well, let me ask you this. Do you, first, first question, um, do you believe that communication is cultural? And then uh, the reason why I ask that is because, and I think, you know, you and I, we have talked about this before or like discussed this like on a previous podcast or something like that. Um, As far as like, you know, um, passing down generational behavior, whether mm-hmm. it's good, bad, or indifferent, right? Because uh, we could do it knowingly or unknowingly, you know? So me coming up conversation or communication was not a dominant activity in our house, right? It was, you know, that was like, you know, in the early 80s. It was, you know, the notion of do as I say, not necessarily as I do or whatever, you know, it, it was always that the parent was, always right and e- even if i perceive that they are wrong i'm right anyway you know what i'm saying you, <laughs> you know and you have no you know there there, there is no challenging or anything like that you know i'm right anyway and so then um um and going back to the question like is communication cultural so as you know because it's myself i have a sister um i'm the baby of, of my mother and my father And so it's myself, my sister, and I have an older brother. And so um, out of us three, you know, it like again, communication wasn't um, a a very um, dominant thing that we practiced in our household. So when once we became uh, teenagers and young adults, whatever, and when we start to experience certain things, there was no conversation about it. So like we experienced, Bullying, for an example, like we, we we experienced poverty. We didn't talk about poverty. We experienced violence. We didn't talk about violence. We experienced sex. We didn't talk about sex. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I'm wondering um, um, that because some type of conversations are, are uncomfortable, do we just forego them? Because they are uncomfortable and we allow our young people to experience more things that they wouldn't necessarily have to if we would have overcame um, our uncomfortable, I don't think that's a word, uh, our our, um, feeling of being uncomfortable with having the conversation, period.
1: Okay, so... I need the question one more time. <laughs>
0: is, is communication a cultural thing?
1: Yes. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yes. Um. So much of delivery of messages, right? The mm-hmm. just the delivery of messages, whether they're nonverbal cues, whether it's the nuance in the way I actually fix my mouth to say something, even the fact that I just said "fix my mouth" to say something is right. Cultural, right. Um, so yeah I completely res- uh, resounding yes right mm-hmm. Um. I think the other piece that I- I'm thinking about as you're you know giving some of these examples is not only is it cultural but it's also uh, generational too right mm-hmm. Um. and that's that's why I said that about you know when my daughter gets 16 i'm going to have uh, m- my grandmother my mom will not be able to help me <laughs> mm, jesus <laughs> because, um quite because one again i'm trying to have a different experience or I, no no let me say this a different way i want my daughter to have a different experience than what i had okay. so much of what you talked about i experienced life that way right mm-hmm um i did not learn how to be in relationship from my mother mm. right and i have this theory i need i'm actually trying to figure out a different name for it but uh right now it's called the fa- fatherless tribe okay um theory in that it doesn't ju- it's not just beholding on absent fathers why women have broken relationships Mm. Um, and I hate to you know kind of I'm not trying to throw women under the bus right but quite honestly if I grew up with my mother and seeing her do relationship wrong right Mm -hmm. Uh, some of that onus has to be placed on the mother in that situation right it can't just only be placed on the absent father Now, again, that's also, that is another example of, you know, generational curses. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And sometimes the uh, lack of being able to communicate effectively is actually a generational curse. Mm. Um, And not, you know, we're saying culturally, right? And I think, you know, when you're talking about conversations we've had before, we definitely have had the conversation about mini culture, right? Yes. Um, Inside of people's homes, you're creating this culture. Yeah. But- just kind of going back to the, you know, the way that I'm saying about m- the experience that my mother and my grandmother had and some of my community elders had with me. And that, like, being so obsolete, uh, you know, to what I'm expecting when my daughter becomes that age is because, one, again, we're introducing so many different technologies, right? My daughter is six talking mm. to me about a TikTok. <laughs> Heck, you know, no. you can't handle TikTok. no. You know, but but because so much of my work is also on the phone, right? And also, and because so she's spending so much time with me uh, during the day doing my work. Oh, I'm sorry. She's not doing my work. Let me not get that confused mm-hmm. <laughs> But she's around me, you know, while I'm doing my work. And she sees me jumping from device to device to device, right? She thinks mm. that everybody should just have a phone. Right, And because I'm a six year old and I know how to, you know, swipe up or swipe left, I should be able to have a phone. I know how to, you know, punch some buttons here and there. Um, She thinks that that is what uh, that is what qualifies her for ownership of a phone. That is beyond scary to me. Mm. I don't I don't know if there are any other parents that are listening. And I remember, you know we were having the the carjacking conversation with Sam Boone, uh-huh. right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, From Operation Safe Neighborhood and him, you know, very clearly giving this example about, you know, and I, I just love the way he said it. Yeah, isn't it cute that your three-year-old, your four-year-old, you know, knows how to, you know, operate a phone or knows how to, you know, open that app? It is scary as all get out to me. Because now I got, you know, her asking me about TikTok. I got her asking me about Roblox. I didn't even know. I've worked with youth, And until she came, you know, brought it out of her mouth, I had no desire to, you know, figure out what it was. Now, of course, there were other things that my, you know, middle schoolers, my high school students would call to my attention. And I would, you know, try to do a quick Google search if I didn't know what it was in that moment. Mm -hmm. But because I knew... All I knew was Roblox was a game, right? I really—that's a game, right? And we—we're not in a space where I'm actually playing games with you all in that way outside of the teen center, maybe once a month, right? Right. <laughs> uh, and most of those, you know, again, teens—they're playing EA Sports or they're playing 2K, right? Mm-hmm. So to imagine, you know, me—if you could—if y'all could just walk with me my six-year-old was asking me about Roblox a couple months ago. That's Mm -hmm. because she was watching YouTube and she's seeing, you know, these cute cartoons or these cute kind of screen captures of, you know, somebody called Cookie Monster, whatever. Um, So, of course, there's a name that kind of draws her in. And, you know, all of this very colorful, kind of playful-looking world, she's watching this and, you know, hearing this word constantly repeated, Roblox this, Roblox this, right? Mm -hmm. And... Um, after, you know, her viewing that and taking that in. And again, why I'm saying communication is cultural and also generational, because we know that a lot of the things that we take in with our eyes is not really meant for us. Right. Um, now she's also on her tablet looking for Looking up Roblox, she's smart. She knows how to. She knows how to spell, right? She knows how to sound out words, and I'm having to explain to her. Well, no, you can't have this game because there are too many other people that could possibly be trying to communicate with you in this game that I don't know, and I'm uncomfortable with. You know, we're having those type of conversations now, wow. but she's six years old, right? So again, and I, this is not to say that I'm not going to lean on the, the tutelage, right, of those parents that came before me, but I'm just going to really have to be able to be on my P's and Q's to know that everything that she comes to me with is going to far exceed my experience, Is going to far exceed my experience as a teenager is going to far exceed my experience as a parent and any of the background, you know, knowledge that I would have been able to get from other people. That's good. That's good. Because,
0: yeah, because now you are, you know, raising a young lady in such an advanced um, environment, such an advanced world, you know, that we that we did not come from, you know, we came from the (laughs) (laughs) we came from the inception of social media. Mm -hmm. You know, we 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 came from the MySpace era. People Mm -hmm. always laugh at me when I when I bring that up, but it's true. We came
1: from um, um the
0: MySpace era to where it was just cool for you to be able to add
1: music to your page. You thought you was really doing something. And Listen, <laughs> and you know, every time I see like a gif in a story uh on Facebook or on Instagram, I'm not on TikTok anymore, but and even just kind of the the kind of silent um what is it called? The silent stories on Twitter. Anytime I see like these cute little images, first of all, I have to remind people that a black woman actually created Shockwave. So the uh, the software, right, that we're able to use, oh, I'm sorry, the software that enables us to be able to actually even do that, a black woman created that. I can't Shut remember up. her name right now. However, yes, please know that blackness is is great, right? Wow. <laughs> the black mind, endless opportunity, right? However, Um, even just thinking about that, every time I see one of those, I just think, oh, this is actually what we used to do right on Mm -hmm. my space. (laughs) us using code right and we didn't even realize you know what we had at our fingertips Mm -hmm. but just just with that example alone right if you can imagine my daughter sitting here saying you know seeing me doing something like that for you know one of the social media accounts that I manage or even for you know my personal business and she's like oh miss I started to say Miss Tyra Mm -hmm. but she's like oh mommy I want to create something cute like that and i have to be like, okay, I guess you can. You know what I'm saying? Because like again, I want her to be able, I don't want to stunt that growth, right? Yeah. There was nobody to tell me, uh, you know, when I was creating my MySpace or even my tag page, right? Right. <laughs> that, um, hey, you know, that you can make a living off of that. You can, you know, invent something that, you know, is a uh, high level competition to this, right? Okay. If you just actually learn the kind of coding that goes behind this. Yeah, I don't want to stunt that opportunity for her. Wow. But at the same time, she's six years old. Like, (laughs) I didn't have my first phone until I was 17. And this girl is telling me, oh, I I think I should have a phone. I wake up and she literally told me two days in a row because I let her, you know, use an old phone Uh um, to play a game against my better judgment. Right. She has a tablet. Right. We have board games that we could be playing. Mm-hmm. But, again, just the 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 interest in it. I was like, okay, how do I reel this in, right? Let me give you this phone and test how well you actually live. And, again, this goes back to communication and what you were saying earlier about authority, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to test how well you actually stay in line with what I've, you know, stay in line with what I've, the instructions, right? The list of behaviors that are okay with what I told you you could do. hmm in your in your position in your current role, right? Um, and I think this kind of ties back to again the the whole uh, employer piece, right? Because mm-hmm. here it is, you know, I gave you this this uh, this s- example. I set this example for you, but just because you see me doing something else, you think it's okay for you to do it too. No, that's not how this works, right? So of course, two days later, the phone got taken. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Because she's in the text messages trying to text, you know, one of my best friends that she calls her TT, right? No, that's not what I told you you could do. Right. Um, so there's some, you know, there's again, even with communication, there has to be some boundary setting. Mm-hmm. But yes, overall it is is cultural and generational. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Hmm. So uh, man, so I I I I wonder. Um, you know, that as we, you know, work with youth, as we um, um, progress and, and we um, encourage them to, because uh, of course, you know, with with the pandemic uh, supposedly lifting, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to keep saying supposedly, uh, <laughs> uh, with the supposedly lifting and all the different other stuff and how youth, how young people were so um, impacted you know at the height uh, of the pandemic when everybody had to, you know, stay Delta in, in their homes, right? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, to where a uh, youth stress and youth mental health, you know, was at an all time high. And, um, and we try to, in essence, encourage um communication to where, um, like for me it kind of baffles me like let's just say something you know like so oftentimes you you see that stuff on the news to where you know if if a teenager um let's say if a teenager commits a, a a mass shooting right and then you hear uh from their family or you hear from their close friends oh my god i do not see how johnny did that oh my god and 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 he's just not like that this that and the third and so my question is you know um it, it used to be how did you miss that mm-hmm. now my question becomes why did you miss that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. because there could have been a, a number of ways as to how you missed that because you know we think that every um time that you know we kind of like have this um um, picture uh, when when a child starts to go, when a teenager starts to go left, when we spend we want to blame the household. We think, oh, the household is 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 totally upside down or whatever when it, that could, you know, easily not be the case. It could be that, you know, that he he or she comes from a two-parent household or it comes from um, a single-parent household where the parent is working and, and trying to do all that they can, you know, to provide for the child or whatever, and they just one day just takes a wrong turn. So I can see, in essence, um, um, how it could be missed. My question is, why did you miss that? Because if I I, I guess I don't really see how um, a child can experience extreme depression under your roof and you not know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How it's like? How how is that possible? You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, it's like we're going back to the whole notion of communication. So you telling me that um, that your child prior to the pandemic did not experience, um, um, depression or, or or all different other stuff, uh, because they were out with their friends and that they were out in society or whatever. But as soon as they get, um, as soon as, you know, we, we all had to stay in the house. Now depression rises and now you don't know how that happened. Mm Mm-hmm. How is that possible? you know what I'm saying and then God forbid if they do some drastic like attempt suicide or if they do something you know, like to harm other people and then you get the parent on t v talking about some I don't know how Johnny did that or I don't know why Susie did such it's like okay again the the question to me it it changes from um not um how did you miss that too? Why did you miss that? You know what I'm saying? Like what, what in essence, what were you doing?
1: <laughs> is that fair? Is that you anything? know, I'm, I'm trying to listen and just kind of take in what you're saying because I'm kind of also reconciling, like, is that actually the same question? Okay. Okay. So I'm thinking, again, this goes back to the communication piece, right? Okay. Because and it could just be because I'm like a writing nerd, right? <laughs> but when it comes down to and I love, you know, the fact that you kind of started off with the mass shooting example mm-hmm. because juxtaposing that next to, uh, and again, just given the the variables, right, in the household, and you're right, we do blame the household first, unfortunately, mm-hmm. when we know that's not always, you know, all of the, the key factors, right? right. But I, I liked the way you kind of introduced that as an example, even though it's still, you know, disheartening that it happens, mm-hmm. because if we juxtapose that next to um, some of our black and brown youth that pick up guns for different reasons, right? right. It's the same. It's the same question, right? Yeah. Um, it's the same blame that's placed on the household. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. Actually, let me back up. It's not the same. That's not the same blame that's placed on the household, right? Because again, normally when that happens and it's a mass shooting, it's a mass shooting in a predominantly white community, mm-hmm. right? Yes yes but again that young person is acting out right same thing with a black or brown you know, pr- predominantly you know in the case of black and brown communities when a young person picks up a gun is because something was neglected mm-hmm. right so when you're asking how did you miss it um i get what you're saying and But I also want to say, you know, that the question is actually similar when you're saying, why did you miss it? Especially in those those kind of examples when we're the first thought for a lot of people. I'm not saying you and I, but the first thought is to place blame on the household that the young person came from, because I'm thinking about it again, just uh, thinking about the the way we're delivering the question. Right. Mm -hmm. If I say to you, I like ice cream. When you say why to me that's a natural you know type of next question right even if you like ice cream too right mm-hmm. but you you might say why to me and i could say oh because you know it's 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 cool on a night it's cool and soothing on a nice hot day right mm-hmm. i like the flavors but if you actually were to say to me how right mm-hmm. there's a different type of response that I could give to that right however in this example (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately the key thing that we're talking about is the neglect yes we're not talking about the action or the uh the what is it the environment that caused the action right Mm -hmm. we're talking about the actual missing components that created the situation Mm -hmm. So it's really, for me, it's kind of difficult to explain where I'm going with this. But at the same time, it's like, "Mm, we're not giving nobody a pass. So the why or the how in this situation is the same same thing. Like Mm -hmm. I miss, you know, that Tiara was out there, you know, drinking and, you know, popping pills and all of that stuff. And therefore she ended up having a baby because she was doing that with the wrong person. Right. She was engaging in all these activities that weren't befitting for her anyway. And she was also doing it with people that didn't have her back. I missed that. Why? Because one, I wasn't paying attention. How did I miss that? Because Mm -hmm. I wasn't paying attention because I had all of these other things going around because I was trying to support, you know, the family because maybe, you know, I'm also doing those things just wasn't, you know, I'm not in the right mind to actually be paying attention to the, to, I didn't forget the name that I said, but to Tiara. the girl, right? To Tierra. Um, all of these things are so intertwined. It's, to me, I don't see it as a different question. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we say, we say the how and the why in, in a different setting and it becomes a different question. hmm
0: That's good. That's good. Come on, come on, writer, and 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 get them words right. That's what I'm (laughs) talking about. That's what I'm talking about. No, no, I love it. I, and, and I love um, um, the notion of, cause this basically turned into, uh, this was like a freestyle conversation. Y'all, we did not have this planned or whatever we <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We just wanted to, um, you know, make sure that we came on and 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 be consistent with our audience or whatever and, you know. And, again, and share, perspectives right? share right, perspectives, right? Right, and, right. Right. And uh, shout out to those, again, we still are maintaining um our five-star rating on on apple podcast and um you know thanks thanks to those you know that have been um um rating because you know not everybody actually takes the time um out to uh, rate Mm -hmm. um uh, the podcast that they listen to um so thank you uh to those that have been doing that you know we still again have uh, maintaining that rating and so uh you know with our clubhouse family as well and and with our facebook family you know uh these these are the type of conversations that we like to um, um foster the type of energy you know that we like to bring to the table with youth development what's working and what's not again we are a safe space for youth advocates to share their strategies and their challenges to supporting <laughs> um so man so we talked about a lot <laughs> and, and even though this wasn't planned uh, uh we 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 talked about um a lot so um and and it's coming to the top of the hour but um uh, so in 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 closing out if you will uh, with this conversation and we're talking about uh in essence this came to be about uh communication right so I'm wondering, you know, going forward and I hope we will have more, um, um, conversation centered around like the importance of communication or whatever, because it seems as though that, and I, and I am really grateful that more and more, um, uh, awareness is bring is being brought to, um, things like youth mental health and you know mm-hmm. just mental health period and stuff like that because again a lot of the things that we experienced growing up we didn't talk about right. and I think that if more conversation were introduced, um, a lot of those experiences uh, would not have been. So, um, I I encourage those you know that are listening you know that that do have children or, or work with youth in any capacity, um, to. Uh, find a way to, um, if certain topics make you uncomfortable, um, to find a way to uh, um, normalize talking about those things. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be, you know, like we had like a very um, in-depth conversation, one of our previous conversations about youth and race, right? So um, if you, uh, for those that are listening, uh, definitely go check out that episode, uh, that podcast episode that we talked about youth and race and how we were saying that youth are not exempt from the conversation of race, no matter how uncomfortable uh, it may be uh, for some people, right? So um, I am just hoping that um, as we continue to um, have these different conversations uh, going forward, that um, that we can just, again, just just continue to bring out Uh, support for for youth and for those around us so uh tyra as we do always at the end uh, we're going to say something encouraging to a young person
1: Mm. so you know i normally go with um you know the quote the scripture however uh today I think I would share, because we're in the mode, you know, in the topic of communication, that no matter how an adult actually engages you, remember, you know, try to remember and try to focus on, uh, you know, the way that you are delivering your message, Mm -hmm. right, um, One of the worst things that I see happen or play out with young people is them going from a zero, level zero to a 100 because they felt like something wasn't going their way. But if they actually would have taken a little bit more time or maybe been patient. Right. And that's really difficult to do, especially, again, some of the things that I shared about my own daughter. Right. We're living Mm -hmm. in this age Where right now we think, right, that the teenagers, the young people that we're working with just want everything immediately. Right. Um, And if I could share, you know, if we are actually as adults able to be more patient with you. And you actually start to pull us in to be more patient with you, right? Because that's energy that we normally don't get from young people. Or I would say, let me actually even think about that in a different way. That's energy that parents normally don't get from. So I'm trying to put my teenagers, especially on game, right? Right. (laughs) As a parent, we don't expect y'all to not go from zero to 100, right? Mm-hmm. Um so if you could kind of shift again shift the atmosphere with uh that parent or that adult that is in your presence and you're trying to give that f- again constructive feedback to um don't forget the why the why reason right how you're doing it I'm sorry, I just, and I just did the same thing Miss Jackie did. (laughs) Don't forget the why, right? But also don't forget how you're delivering the message. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you lose the opportunity just in the how. Mm. You lose the opportunity to get to the next level, right? You lose the opportunity to experience something great. You lose the opportunity to even have your message conveyed effectively in the how, Mm-hmm. If the how is done incorrectly, hmm. see my friend. She's so smart.
0: She know how to. <laughs> she is. She, she's so smart, y'all. She 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 the she the brains of, of this whole operation. So Jackie, smart.
1: stop yeah. it! I'm blushing.
0: She's so smart <laughs> she is. She know how to put them. She's so smart. She know how to put them words together. Whatever. I'd be like, mm, like dang! Like, every time I'd be like, Ooh, dang, that's good. Why I think about it like that? That's real good.
1: Whatever, Jackie. I Ooh, love that, you. That girl, good. That girl, good. So, um, okay. That was a movie reference. The person that comments under our uh, under right. our podcast to tell us what movie that's from, right, gets a free
0: prize. and You know what I'm saying? Like, that girl, good. That girl good. <laughs> Uh, uh. so um yeah we need help we need help, so okay, so if I were to say something encouraging to a young person, um huh, um, what I would want to leave uh to um, a young person, and then let me lump in the um adult in here as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me, if I can, let me, let me do that listen, um, teach us, teach us something no no, <laughs> no okay, you know say and, and just you know. A a takeaway, if you will, you know, from the conference, you know, that um, a conversation that I facilitated or whatever. Don't be, again, uh, afraid to have uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. because what we want to do is we want to lessen our experiences through communication. You know what I'm saying? So, if, and what I mean by that is that the more and more that we can make talking normal, the more that we can normalize conversation, I think the less uh, um, adverse experiences we can have. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, if we keep those lines of communication open by saying, you know, this is what um, I went through, and 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 if you are coming to me and and asking me about it or whatever, I should be able to. But for one, I should be um a, a little bit um honored, if you will, the fact that you were able to open up to me. Um, because not all the time you uh, get a, a young person that's actually willing to come mm-hmm, exactly to talk to you especially in this generation you know what i'm saying so if you do have a young person that's actually willing um, um to come and to talk to you about things that, that they are going through do not allow your feelings of being uncomfortable to make you um, um shut down that conversation you know what i'm saying i believe that the young person is probably uncomfortable <laughs> and mm-hmm. then you're uncomfortable so let's have this uncomfortable conversation together right you know what i'm saying and then uh two um, don't assume things as well you know because that the young person came to you don't assume that they are doing it you know what <laughs> i'm saying that like they could have you know seen uh, uh one of their friends into something or they could have you know um, um, had questions uh, uh, uh somewhere else or whatever but i would say don't automatically assume that your young person is in trouble or is in um, um some danger because they decided to come and talk to
1: you about something that's uncomfortable if that made any sense um, it does can i add an example right there absolutely so not only don't assume right but again with the delivery and the communication making sure that as an adult, you're choosing your words in a way that doesn't incite them to go and do what you're worried they're going to do anyway, right? Because just Youth Health Summit, we had this Youth Health Summit in April, Um, the teens wanted to talk about teen and young adult pregnancy, right? Mm -hmm. And I I made the assumption that some of the teens really hadn't had that experience. Albeit, you know, they, it came out that one of the, you know, young adults did have the experience of having to go through an abortion. One of the other teens, you know, mentioned um, that they know they experienced an older uh, sibling, right? Having to go through uh, teen, having to experience teen pregnancy, and having all of these questions, right? But at the same time, if I'd have been like, "Oh no, that shouldn't have happened," or you know, "You shouldn't, you know, be asking these questions," then that could have also incited them to actually go and do be involved in sex let me just be open right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. be involved in sex anyway because i'm saying this is something that you should not be doing a lot Mm -hmm. of our and i think that's the thing that sometimes we forget as adults Mm -hmm. we were in their shoes right Right. So anything and even just like with my daughter right i'm telling her no you can't have this phone and she wants it even more so i want if somebody out here has a, a solution to that right how do we keep um, you know, this, what's enticing, how do we actually try to water it down <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> through our communication? I think we would be much better off as adults and people working with youth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because quite honestly, we, we tend to forget that all of the things that our parents didn't want us engaging in looked enticing to us at one point.
0: Absolutely. So did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Well, y'all, we appreciate y'all for tuning in uh, to Youth Development, What's Working and What's Not. Uh, Again, we are a safe space for youth advocates to share their strategies and their challenges to supporting youth. Uh, Definitely uh, check us out on social media, right? So we are on Facebook, Youth Development, What's Working and What's Not. So go there and to give us a like. We are also on Instagram at YDWWChicago. Uh, So definitely give us a follow there as well and uh, make sure that you are uh, subscribed to the podcast. You know, you're not just listening, but that you are subscribed to the podcast. We have some uh, very uh, awesome and dope uh, content uh, coming out uh, to you for the month of June. And um, yeah, we are super excited about, you know, the progression um, of youth development what's working and what's not and all those that have partnered with us. Uh, we are either on um, you can find us either on uh, Clubhouse and if uh, wait, Clubhouse, now if you are an Android user, yes. If you are an Android user, you can get on Clubhouse now. So you can join. We have a we actually have a club on clubhouse you can join the ydw i forgot to mention that you Listen. can join the Y the ydww chicago club on clubhouse and so if you also need any invites to clubhouse i'm pretty sure tyra has some i have some as well so hit us up and we can uh, get you that as well so with that being said
1: you tyra, know what i figured out uh that? over the course of this past couple of days is that because we have the club we have more invites than we normally would have so that means the whole world y'all could come on and get in this YDWW Chicago clubhouse okay and come and talk to us and come and join us and the other thing I would want to say is you know we I say this often but if there's you know that uncomfortable conversation that you're not sure of how to have right Mm -hmm. if there's a topic that you're just wondering about youth development practitioner, uh youth worker, youth outreach specialist, right? Or even parent. Let us know. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this this is an open platform. We want to engage with you. We want to talk with you and we want to share, right? And we want to be able to um you know, the audience that we ha- that has been sticking with us and been riding with us. We want to make sure that this is useful and fruitful ground for you. Yay, that is that is so, so. I told y'all, she's she's the smart one.
0: She she <laughs> she she got all the words. She she the smart one in this bunch. Okay, y'all. So, <laughs> so thank is, you. Jackie. No, low key, no, for real. Now, I'm saying that, but I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm so serious. But um, so we catch y'all every single Friday. We are really on some sort of platform, whether we are on um, the wait, but today's Thursday, Every week. <laughs> yeah. normally. You catch us on a Friday, um. Uh, but you you will have uh next week. We will either be um on Clubhouse Facebook Live, um, or possibly doing like a, another podcast recording. But definitely check us out and and follow us on on our social media to let you know so that we will um let y'all know where we are going to be. And with that being said, Miss Tyra, I appreciate you more than you know. Listen, it's mutual. <laughs> it's mutual. <laughs> Okay y'all. Well, uh good night everybody. We will talk to y'all soon. Good
1: night.